And now it's time to bring on our guest for today's show, Ron Beck, who is Marketing Strategy Director for Aspen Technologies, Inc. Ron, welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Yeah, thanks very much, Kim. Thanks for having me back. Well, you know, I'm really excited to have you come back on the show. We've talked a lot about Aspen Tech as a company. You have a lot of years of experience, so does the company. And today's show is really exciting for me and for our listeners because we're going to talk about sustainability in the oil and gas sector from upstream all the way through downstream. But before we get started, Ron, I think we should tell our listeners about Aspen Tech. So give me a little bit of information on Aspen Tech. How many employees do you guys have? What's your sole goal of the company or what platforms do you guys carry and cover? Yeah, thanks, Kim. So Aspen Technology is located, headquartered in Massachusetts. Uh, Its um, origins come from a collaboration with Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, Um, And from the very time it was founded 38 years ago, uh, there was always a close relationship between our company and the industry in Houston uh, because the oil industry was a principal customer for Aspen Tech going back 38 years. So today we have 1,600 people spread around the world, about 350 of them in Houston. Um, So we're very much a global company. And traditionally, we have systems used by the oil and gas industry, upstream, midstream, and downstream. Uh, But what we're going to talk about today predominantly are things uh, we're doing in 2019 and 2020. And today, Aspen Tech is very much a leader in applying artificial intelligence and data analytics to the energy industry. And we have a number of initiatives going on in that area. And so that uh, brings a lot of focus and excitement around what our company is doing in the industry. And uh, we're today at about, we're a public company at about a little over $600 million in revenue. As the show has progressed in three and a half years, it has grown in the scope of the discussions and the topic. And it really, truly has demonstrated, or to me, in three years, three and a half years since we've had the show, how really, truly oil and gas has gone to this completely uh, technology-based or a lot of technology is being utilized in the oil and gas industry. It truly is a leader in this area. Sustainability also comes up in almost every discussion in the energy industry these days. So what do you think are the most important dimensions about the discussion on sustainability for energy companies? I mean, what should people be thinking about if they're an energy company? Yeah, so I think um, energy companies obviously are are at the nexus of uh, the the society and governments uh, focusing when they talk about sustainability. Um, and sometimes that's good for the energy, sometimes energy industry, sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. But I think energy companies should be thinking about it, both in terms of the substance of how the energy industry can turn itself into a leader uh, in business in addressing sustainability and also, of course, the optics, because very much uh, I think the energy industry has a lot of things they should be proud of in terms of sustainability. And I think they need to to figure out ways to uh, do a really good job of, of uh, talking about that as well. So I welcome talking about it today. I think the ability to know what's happening in your company and in your assets day-to-day are important for that, and that's where one of the ways the technology comes into it. But the ability to report progress and to be able to answer questions is a big part of the optics. So if 
the executives and managers in a company know what's happening and can talk about it, that does a lot to make people feel like, okay, these people are on top of it and they understand uh, what they're trying to do and what their strategy is. I think there's also a part of sustainability people don't think of as much, but it's really important. And if you look at the larger energy companies, the super majors, they they spend a lot of time talking about this, but it's what's called shared value, which means how does the company relate to the society around it, the people living around the assets and facilities. So that's about, you know, the asset safety. It's also about the workforce. How do you uh, get your workforce excited about working there every day, make their quality of work life better, and how do you recruit a new workforce? And then, of course, the traditional areas that everybody thinks about with sustainability, which is the carbon footprint of an energy company and how do you talk about it and improve it, and things like water reuse and waste in general, which are both really important also in the Texas environment. You know, it's become harder and harder, Ron, for, I think, for energy companies to follow. You, you really touched on four, you know, pillars, uh, carbon footprint, shared value at the workforce, and, of course, the ability for them to be a part of progress. And then, of course, water, water recycling. There's a whole lot when you look at energy, the discussions that are going on out in the community, in the media. And companies that are moving in these directions are the companies who are really doing far better in, in areas of being able to retain the workforce you're talking about or also just doing better with shareholders, their image. Because as you know, you look out on the landscape, it has changed so much with how people perceive energy companies. And a lot of them have moved into being a little bit more diverse as well. But one thing for sure that I've seen is for their ability, these companies, their ability to move into these high-tech digital areas and really take advantage of all the technology that is available to them and discovering new technologies that are that uh, they're developing that they need um, and utilizing it in the day-to-day workforce, making energy companies truly digitally savvy is definitely something we've been seeing. When we return from break, I want to get into technology with you and the specific companies, but we are going to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Ron Beck, Marketing Strategy Director for Aspen Tech Technologies. Ron, before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, companies and where they should be leaning towards. Technology has definitely been at the forefront of everything. Tell me a little bit about the software that Aspen Tech Technology factors into these technology decisions that companies are looking at. Okay, so there's uh, several different areas here that are actually easy for energy companies to to apply. And by the way, I think one of the messages here, and I know a lot of your audience on the radio uh, aspect of this program come from places like Midland, Corpus Christi, and so forth. Yes. Um, there's a lot that smaller companies can do in a way more agilely than large companies can do. That makes perfect um, but, sense. Yeah. So let me just quickly cover a few of them and then we can we can go from there. But um, so one one of the things is, and of course I know everybody in the industry knows this, but a lot of the public doesn't, um, that 
the energy industry itself, whether you're being upstream or downstream, uses a lot of energy to produce energy. So there's, you know, there's energy being burned to produce oil, to process it, and so forth. Um, so one of the goals, obviously, is to uh, reduce the use of energy in the process of production. And by doing that, that's an easy way to sh for a company to show progress against uh, sustainability metrics, carbon footprint metrics. Right. So, And there's software that can be used to do several things. So on the demand side, you can analyze, for example, a whole oil field uh, processing operation and look at how is heat used. It's called heat integration. So there's software the engineers can use to make figure out how to make the whole process more efficient and save energy. And the same thing, though, all those tools uh, have within them um, dashboards, which most people never use or look at, but they can count uh, carbon utilization across the uh, process. So you can look at different options for different ways you could operate your field or your processing facility and reduce your the amount of energy you're using, which in turn gives you a better result, and then you can report on that. Um, so that's the demand side, and there's several different things you can do there. Uh, and then the other side is the supply side. So um, where do I get my energy, especially in Texas, by the way, which is a very deregulated power environment? There are lots of choices that a company has. So you can choose to use, let's say, clean sources of electricity if you're buying electricity off the grid. Um, and so we have software that allows you to optimize your use of utilities and your choice of utilities. So let's say you have a choice of generating it in a generator or buying it from a grid, which is going to be cheapest for you at any point in time, but also which is going to be cheapest for you from a carbon use point of view. Um, so that's another way, way you can do it. And then if you're downstream in the, in the chemicals and plastics area, which I know some people who will be listening to this are, and also in places like Corpus Christi, um, there's a lot of work today on innovating new chemicals and new processes to make them more recyclable and more sustainable. So those also can be uh, managed through software that looks at that and can uh, identify the economics of these new processes. And then finally, there are the core of digitalization, if you call it, if you will, is the ability to look at at a company-wide basis, but every employee in the company, and even you can show it to the public and visitor centers, metrics of what you're doing. So you can be very transparent, uh, especially if you're making progress and proud of it. Uh, you can have metrics that you can use to measure yourselves and let employees know what's happening. Very interesting, and I'm glad you're uh, we're discussing this because there is a lot of discussion for the next session that part of the environment flaring is going to be on the topic for Texas legislators. And it is going to be important that um, the industry move towards more friendlier type of ways of generating their gas or gathering their gas, if you will, oil and gas out in the field. When we return from break, I really want to get on the topic of super majors versus the smaller independents. Is there areas for both of them, especially in the smaller, to utilize Aspen Tech or what's available to them out there? We'll be right back. You're listening to an Old Patch Radio Show.
And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Ron Beck, who is with Aspen Tech Technologies. Before the break, Ron, we were talking about, you know, best ways that uh, smaller companies, per se, can can use and take advantage of technology that's available. Um, let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about the very large super majors. They have whole sustainability teams and programs. I mean, they, they have access to really big budgets and, and uh, a lot of money. But will digital tools help on the smaller independents and smaller plant owners cope with the needs for them to develop sustainability strategies, if you will, that measure up to what the large players can do? Because I think it comes down to price and cost. Can they afford to be able to do some of these things that we see the super majors doing? Talk to me about that. Yeah, so you're very right. Just to set the stage, you know, you hear a lot, especially if you're in in the industry from the very large players, you know, the ExxonMobil's of the world, but also the large uh, E&P companies like ConocoPhillips, you know, so they have the capability internally to develop, you know, custom build their own tools to do data analytics. And they talk a lot about, for example, the efficiencies they've gained in the Permian by using data analytics and so forth. Well, actually, to me, the focus, uh, the opportunity uh, is bigger almost in the small companies because I see uh, in my travels that, you know, the whole idea of digital transformation or digitalization is you're trying to build much easier to use applications. You're using the model uh, you know, all of us who build highly sophisticated software using the model of things like the iPhone and their apps and say, okay, why can't we build apps that simple for for the oil field and for processing facilities and so forth? And in the quest to do that, we've developed tools that are actually very easy to implement and that it's as easy for a smaller company to implement as a larger one. And there, there's where the opportunity is for a smaller company to, in a way, move much faster than a larger company. Because the barriers that large companies have is they're not used to these quickly moving worlds of adopting applications and so forth. So they get large committees involved in groups and their barriers, bet- walls between their organizations. Whereas a smaller operator can be much more nimble and just decide, okay, we're going to work cross-organizationally and use these tools. So I think... This gives these small companies an opportunity to act like the big ones and even outstrip them in some ways in terms of adopting technology. It really is important and because we're hearing a lot from like the Texas Railroad Commission on specific things that the operators are doing in Texas. And, of course, we know that they, they actually need to get better in certain areas. Let's talk about water. Water is a big issue in Texas. What is their technologies available to the energy companies to help them be a little bit more proactive in this area? Yeah, so um, water is definitely huge. Um, and I was talking before about the idea of people putting together these, you know, so-called dashboards or con- control panels or whatever you want to call them, that these visual things you can get on a, any device that you have. Um, that show, and, and these can be really powerful in showing everybody working in a company the impact of everything they do on the water use in that facility. So, you know, you develop an approach, and then it's really up to the people to make it happen. And that's where either just by accident or not realizing the impact of their actions, people will do things that will, for example, waste a lot of water. So, you know, usually the low-hanging fruit is getting people to act a different way. 
just by you know everybody acting the way the, the their whole process you know their whole organizational process is set up to work usually can create an improvement so you know one one big upstream company that we uh worked with created this idea of a dashboard and every person doing every job in that operation one of the little things that appeared on the corner of whatever they were using on the computer would tell them the water, the overall water use in that facility, and the impact of what they were doing right now on that. So I think that's a key one key tool. But you know, there are other things too, of course, that are more technical. There, so being... there are ways of figuring out how to operate so you minimize the use of water, uh, and you can also use control systems. Uh, and they're doing that up in Calgary a lot. You know, as you inject water and as you inject steam into into reservoirs um how do you do it in the most optimal way and you can use the types of control advanced control systems that traditionally were used uh in refining but you can use them in upstream to save water and steam and therefore achieve the objectives people like the texas railroad commission have are there any companies that stand out in your mind that are really going and changing their processes that you can think of that are really ones that should be commended for thinking outside the box, not doing this business the same way, but thinking about resources, conservation, especially in the area of water. You know, up in Calgary, I'll give you that example. It's not Texas, but um, but there there's huge, you know, uh, I would say conflict, if you will, or stress or strain, let's say, between, you know, people who want to protect the Canadian environment and people who want to have a have a vibrant economy there. And it's a real, you know, that's that's happening in Texas also with water use. Um, so I I would say you know ConocoPhillips who's operating uh, one of the large fields up in Calgary as well as um, Suncor which is one of the largest operators there have both used this idea of advanced control technology, advanced process control it's called. And I mean the numbers from Suncor about how much water they've saved are huge. And now ConocoPhillips has gotten heavily into that as well. I really enjoy very much hearing this because it really just takes a few really great actors to inspire the bunch to do business differently than and change. You don't always have to do things the way you've always done them, especially when you've got technology that exists that's going to allow you to achieve your goals, but also do it in a more friendly environment. When we come back from break, I want to turn a little bit and start looking at the energy operators as well. Are there any companies that are doing that as well? You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Ron Beck, Marketing Strategy Director for Aspen Tech Technology. Ron, you've really helped us get up to speed on how operators, midstreamers, downstreamers are utilizing Aspen Tech technology to really focus on technology and being way, way more efficient. But I want to come back to the question on, uh, we were talking a little bit about some examples of companies that have been using water as recycling. But I also know that energy companies are scrutinized both for being producers of hydrocarbon, but also using a lot of energy and the process of producing energy. So what are some of the companies doing in that area there to help with energy efficiency? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I know I talked a little bit about that at the beginning. I know that 
you know, substantial amount of your audience is in places like Corpus Christi uh, and also the Gulf Coast. So, um, you know, all the, a lot of the facilities that people are running today, you know, were built 50 years ago even or more. Um, the, the plants are old. A lot of the equipment has been renewed, but um, the energy use is, is quite inefficient in many cases. And Correct. today it's relatively cheap. So people haven't focused on it as much. But on the other hand, from a sustainability point of view, the benefits can be big in in conserving energy and showing the conservation. So several of the um, you know several of the golf, big Gulf Coast refiners I know have used some of the modeling tools we have. We have something called Utility Manager, which um, basically builds a complete model of the site and on a minute-by-minute basis takes the information off the site and figures out the most efficient way of operating from an energy point of view. Um, And the numbers can be huge. You can save up to 20% of your existing energy use that way, especially for an older site. And then that translates into also a reduced carbon footprint. So, you know, uh, progress against sustainability metrics. So I think that's a, just by itself a, a big benefit area for people. Other things people are looking at, it hasn't been implemented much yet uh, here in the U.S., but people are looking at other sources of energy to be used during the refining process. So it's obvious that you could use some of your output from your refinery to cycle back and use to burn the create the heat you need in refining, but... Um, you could clearly use things like uh, renewables, like solar panels and so forth. Uh, and there's plenty of sun in Texas. So, you know, that's a big opportunity to, uh, again, just reduce, you know, get more uh, revenue product out of it and not use it during your process is also an opportunity area. It's good to see that operators and midstreamers, even downstreamers, are actually taking advantage of technology that's available to, to basically do their part in trying to reduce their carbon footprint. I want to come back to earlier in the show, you mentioned shared value at the onset. And I think it's fitting to close with that because if we have operators or companies that are listening right now and they're not taking advantage of technology that's available, they're really missing the boat. And I would imagine not just in carbon footprint, but in dollars and cents and, you know, just recycling and, and efficiencies. What can an operator do to address this area specifically if they're not? Yeah. So I think um, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of things you can do. And, you know, I'll cite one, just one example. Um, I think some of the safety things are sort of obvious, so um, a lot of people talk about those, but, um, and we know everybody does everything they can to make sites, assets, and plants safe, but one of the things is, you know, we talked in an earlier show that you broadcast on about uh, predictive maintenance and the ability to predict significantly in advance of potential failures in in an asset and avoiding those or planning them out. Um, But you can take all of that data and put it into risk models to understand your overall risk in a site. Um, And I'll give you an example. So one of of the large operators in Texas and in the world, of course, Dow Chemical, uh, is really a leader in this area. So they were one of the first people to use the very large, uh, very uh, powerful enterprise risk modeling system that that we, we have. It's a system called Fidelis which understands sort of all your bottlenecks and risks in a, 
in a site or in multiple sites or an entire company wide, you know, multiple states or multiple countries. Um, but you can look at that in terms also outside the plant and what's your risk profile to the community and how to minimize that and also how to communicate it both to the, to regulators uh, and the public. So um, I think that's, you know, that's a, it's a big emphasis area, I think, that, and it's worthwhile for the industry because, in general, the industry has a very good safety record to communicate how it thinks about safety and risk to to the community because I think that's a key element and it's an element investors look at in terms of evaluating overall sustainability of a company. I think the thing that we need to think about, Ron, is as we're closing down the show is if you're a small independent, and I know right now with the price of oil being what it is, it's difficult to try to make decisions. Where where am I going to put the greatest value of the money that I have in resources? And of course, employees are important. That's one of the greatest assets, but also taking advantage of technology that is actually going to do a lot of the work that would bring forth some changes that would be meaningful changes in the way of infrastructure, costs, bring down and reduce costs potentially. And so if they're not taking advantage of just understanding how artificial intelligence and how all these different programs are really helping really push forward uh, these companies, they really should be. If they're still doing business the way they used to do from a long time ago, you're probably missing a great opportunity. And so with that, I do want to thank you for coming and joining us again today on the show and look forward to having you back. Tell me where, if somebody wants information on Aspatech, where can they go and gather some information, get a hold of the company? The place to go for more information uh, is uh, www.aspentech.com and also people can talk to our sales team in Houston, Texas. Well, Ron, thank you very much for coming on the show and being a guest today. We look forward to having you back. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks very much. In the Oil Patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. 